this edition of the Gears Night Weekly Podcast, the independent Rangers podcast, which is brought to you by fans for fans of the content is free. This is the third attempt to get this show on the road. Hopefully you can hear me now. Uh, I'm your host, Colin Armstrong. Uh, as I say to you every week, guys, it's not just the pod we have here. Uh, we have the website. There's the forums on there. You can see articles, match previews, all that kind of stuff. Frank Hezzy, social media. There's a history archive on the website as well. Uh, if you like what we do here at Jersnet, then please give the, the, the YouTube channel a wee subscription. We're approaching 5,000. Also put the word out there on social media, let your friends know that we're here. Uh, I'm not going to introduce my guests for the third time. Stuart and Chris Jack from the, the, the Glasgow Times. We'll just go straight into it. We've had some technical issues tonight. I mean, we're getting some comments back saying uh, that you can't hear it. We can hear one another, so we're not quite sure what the issue is in terms of why it's not... Uh, sounding so good on the YouTube channel, but as I said, hopefully it sounds a bit better now. I think Frankie's just looking at the comments to see if there's anything coming through, uh, and does it all seem good? We're still saying you're a bit quiet, Colin, but we'll just bash on and, and do this, and, and then I can I can release it tomorrow and folk can grab it elsewhere. Right, okay. uh, right so obviously the win today at Livingston, Frankie, uh, Gio's second game, his first game in the in domestically in the league. Uh, overall, good performance, a uh, great win. What uh, uh, can be a tricky event? Aye, aye, absolutely. Um, I think um, I think we're all very happy with the start. I actually put out a tweet just before the game, suggesting that we'd probably have to be patient and uh, and it'd be one of the one of those days where uh, it might be a one goal that um, that gets us the the one. But obviously, we we really um, we really started quite well and uh, and got two goals. So. I uh, can't really argue with that at all, and it was just a pity that, that, that we couldn't maintain that through the first half, but to be fair, the the, um, the second half I thought we controlled a lot better without, without still playing fantastic, but um, a well-deserved win in, in, in the end. This, uh, Scott Arfield started his second game in a week, he came in kind of from the cold last week against Hibs, got a goal, uh, another goal today, so sort of two starts, two goals. He's not featured much this season, uh, but you know, in terms of the goal, I, th- I think it's the type of the type of thing we've been missing this season. You know, a run for deep, going beyond the strikers, going going sort of straight through the middle of the defence. Great ball for Tav, and the touch and and, and the finish for the Arfield was, was superb. Really. It's a very spot Arfield goal. Yeah. it's probably he's probably the only midfielder in the squad out of all the options that the Rangers have. It's probably the only one that you would say he will go and do that. You can't rely on Steve Davis or Kamara. Brian Jack went to a wee spell where he chipped him a couple and managed to go and uh, get forward a bit more. But Arfield is that, is that one you're looking for, those runs. He times them really well. His touch was his touch was lovely to control the, uh, the pass from Tar and a great finish. The keeper's caught in, in no man's land almost. It can't come out. It can't. He can't go back by that time and Arfield just thinks all the top of a really really nice finish a really good start from Rangers um, and it's the type of thing that Scott Arfield is is very good at he's not going to be somebody you build the midfield round this season but in certain games or on certain occasions he does just offer that and a wee bit uh, something different and no, he's, he's certainly taking his chances these days when he along for him just on that, Chris, is that something we'll be missing? Though I, I hear a lot of fans, and I wouldn't say I disagree with them, that a lot of the players that we have in the middle of the park are, are a bit samey. You know what I mean? And, and there isn't a huge amount of goal threat. And 
as you say, Arfield does provide that. You know what I mean? He is. I also think it's, it's not just his runs for deep. I also think when he gets the ball, he, he is one that, that always looks for a forward pass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Other ones, I'm, I'm not saying they're safe, but they, they can tend to go side to side sometimes. Mm-hmm. They're back. Arfield does one. Even if he gets the ball, he's back to the goal. He turns and, and, and looks for a forward pass. And I do think that's something we'll be missing in the middle of the part this season. I think that, that makeup of the squad, it's a very Steven Gerrard thing to have and he's also built that squad over the last three seasons and the midfield options that he's got suit that suit that style. He was looking for the three guys in the middle of the park to really control the game and didn't really need for most occasions, didn't really need a Scott Arfield type over the last year or so almost. I think the way that uh, Van Bronkhorst has set the side up, more of a midfield two and then the front players been a bit more free in their in their uh, positions. Um, I think the, there's probably more of a space for someone like a Scott Arfield in that in that system. It could maybe be a role for someone like a Bakuna if he can really show uh, what he's got. I know Gerard was a, was a fan of him and thought he could bring something to the party. We've not seen that that much of him so far and it's probably too early to tell whether he can he can add that to the squad. But I think the, the way that Van Bronkos looks to set the side out just in the initial viewings, I think there is going to be scope for a Scott Arfield type player. Now that his uh, stages career. It's not going to be Scott Arfield every single week. You can't rely on him to go and get 10, 12 goals over the course of the over the course of the season. I think there's going to be a role for him just to offer that something a bit different from the midfield pairings on the midfield three that we uh, that we saw in the first part of the season. Thank you. The, the, I mean, the first sort of 20, 25 minutes today. I mean, I would argue that's the most we've looked like how we were last season, if you know what I mean. We were really aggressive, uh, really on the front foot, high tempo. I mean, that's something I think has been missing from this season. You know, we've been very pedestrian, taking one and two extra touches. You know, for that first 10, 15, 20, 25 minutes, I, I, I actually turned my boy at one point. I said, so this is, this is more like it. You know what I mean? This is, the, this is how we played last year. Blew teams away, high tempo, almost like going for the jugular kind of thing. And it, it genuinely looked like... At one point, I thought we're, we're going to blow them out of the water here. Aye, aye. Like, like I said earlier, I mean, say the first fifteen twenty minutes, we were knocking about, knocking the ball about really quite well, creating chances, getting behind. Um, I think that the, the, the sort of change the system where we're, we had um, Hadji and Kent a lot wider, kind of stretched their their back three a lot more and, and created space for us and allowed us in terms of the midfield as well just to to get the ball, move the ball and, and, and switch the play. And when we play with that kind of tempo, it really makes a big difference to us. Um, as soon as we, we drop that tempo, then that's when we, we kind of struggle. And okay, you can't expect any team to to play at a, a really high tempo for 90 minutes, but it does kind of concern me that, that we, we go through periods of games, maybe 20 minutes here or there, where we do quite well. Then we just seem to sort of back off and I, I don't know if, if that was something that, that's came in this season um, under the previous manager or if it's just something that the players have sort of taken it upon themselves, maybe lacking the same kind of fitness that we've seen in previous seasons. I, I don't know, but um, it's something that, that's still a concern. We've seen it again today and as much as we played well and, and deserved to win and controlled the game, it, there was that first half or second part of the first half where we allowed Levy back into the game, and it's maybe just a lack of confidence. I, I don't know, but it's that there's there is a concern there, and it's something that that Geo definitely has to examine and, and and try to to fix with a lot of tough games 
coming up in December, which we're, we're going to discuss later in the show. Chris, I mean, the second goal, I mean, it almost follows on to what we're talking about there in terms of, you know, quick tempo and, you know, just teams not being able to deliver. There's one, two touch, but just, as I say, blowing teams out of the water. That, that, that second goal, again, kind of, kind of reminded me how you were last season. You know what I mean? Good ball out to Ken. He does some nice stuff. Into Morelos. A lovely wee flick from, uh, flick from Morelos into Aribo. And the finish for Aribo is just... It's just top draw, you know what I mean? The, the way he curls it in mean, the top corner. And, and these, the, again, it, it reminded me of, of that team last season, especially about this time of the year. I thought for sort of October to about March time was, was when Rangers were at their, their absolute best last season. And it kind of reminded me of that. a top, top draw off the goal and a great move at a time we were really, really on top of them. And as I said to Frankie Eller on there, at that point I thought, we are absolutely going to blow this team away. But you have to give a Rebo so much credit for that finish because it was, it was top draw. He's one of the few players in the squad that could actually pull that off. I know the, there's been a, a real frustration over the last, not just this season, but the stages last season as well. Rangers don't have have shots from distance off enough. They don't, don't try their luck. And that's not a case of just firing one in just, just to see who it bounces off of. It's actually been able to look up, pick, pick a spot and go for it. Aribo has that ability to pick a spot. He knew exactly what he was doing. So the keeper off his line judged the trajectory of it perfectly. Uh, I know uh, Sky asked him after the game if he... He certainly meant it. It was a, a great finish. And uh, like yourself, Colin, at that stage, I thought it's going to be 3-4. Rangers can go and pick a number. I thought they'll go and get the third fairly quickly and then just cruise through the rest of the game. Uh, slight, slightly frustrated that, that that didn't happen, obviously. And I think that will be a, a point that the manager will emphasise to them, you can't afford against the better teams and against the teams that they've got running up and coming up in this in this run you can't go to Petroidery and slack off for 20 minutes half an hour, you can't go to Easter Road and Tynecastle, certainly can't go to Parkhead and, and do that, they got away with it today because in the end they were far better than Livingston on the day um, and even though we gave them a wee sniff, it was never going to come back and, and cost them um, that's that's something that they will have to, uh, will have to uh, try and rectify over the next, over the next few weeks but to go out and start like that, a real sign of intention. There have been so many times this season falling behind early on, they've been sluggish out of the box. If they can maintain those levels for just a wee bit longer, they're going to be very hard to stop on their day. Uh, Frankie, I mean, I always find it difficult to, to try and judge how teams are setting up when it's on the telly, because obviously the, the, you're only getting whatever the camera's shown at that particular point. When you're at the game, uh, especially when, like, it's a goal kick or whatever, you can see how teams are setting up in terms of their, their shape and stuff like that. But I, I did notice one thing, at one point I thought Rangers were playing with a diamond today, you know, it seemed to me like Hadji and, and Arfield were, were, were sort of wider, Glenn Kamara sitting really deep and Aribo sitting almost like as a number 10 with, with Kent and Morelos, the top two, but again, it, it, watching on the TV, it's quite difficult. But there was no doubt that Glenn Kamara, when, when Livingston had possession today, was sitting a lot deeper. At times it almost looked like a back five, you know, he was sitting almost right in between the two centre-halves. And it, it kind of tied in with that conversation, obviously we had that uh, the final blogger on a, a couple of weeks ago and, and, and he made the comment that, that Gio likes a nil, you know, he's, he's, he's quite a, a conservative manager, he likes his, his teams not to concede and, and, and build on that. And that, when I saw that, I thought, well that ties in with what we've been informed, you know what I mean? It does look like he's, he's very much someone who doesn't want to concede and then build on that. It's 
Aye, aye. I, I think it, it kind of made sense. I mean, Livingston like to, to go long and direct quite quickly when, when they get possession. I mean, they have Alan Forrest on one side and the and the um, the, the Colombian chap on the on the left hand side that fell out with Morelos at the end of the game. So they're, they're quite happy to, to push men on and then look with, with the, play off the, the focal point of the striker. And to be honest, most of the game we dealt with it quite well. And there was one one ball just after just after we scored the second goal that we, we didn't really do fantastically well. And then obviously there was the the goal itself. Um, and and that and that point, um, sorry, the other goal, uh, Kamara was just hadn't quite got back to to support goals and maybe that's what kind of put him off or, or put us off and it, and it left us one open that one time in terms of the formation I kind of struggled to to identify what we were doing I thought it was a 4-1-4-1 four, one, four, one. Um, at, at, at times and and, and because every, everybody took sort of their turn to getting forward and trying to support Morelos and, and it was the good thing as well with 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 Geo so far is everybody seems to be switching positions. Kent was taking a turn on the right hand side as well as the left hand side at times, and Aribo was getting forward, Arfield was getting forward, and they were both or coming deep. So there was a lot more interaction and made us much less predictable. And I think that was a a big part of the our game plan today. Chris, I mean, how did it look for you in the, in the press box in terms of the shape today? Because as I say, when you're watching on TV, it's it's difficult, you know, when, when we're at Ibrox, you can, you can see quite clearly how Rangers are trying to set up. But today, it was a wee bit tricky. I think the fact that it's, it's tricky to pinpoint it was actually the whole point of Rangers today. They're, they're very, very fluid in the positions. I think it's, it's clear that he wants uh, Ryan Kent to, to stay a bit higher and a, and a bit wider, but then that's not really the case on, on the right-hand side with Yanis uh, Hadji, mainly because he doesn't want us to have the the same burst of pace that Eric Kent has got, so it almost these Rangers slightly lopsided, but then they can uh, switch or must they switch uh, sides. And as Frank has said, no, uh, Kent was over and right at, at times you can find that Rebo drifting out. I think it's noticeable that Morelos isn't doing as much uh, drifting to either side and, and dropping a lot deeper. I know Gio mentioned after the, the game on Thursday night, he needs his striker to be in the penalty box. Uh, I think the, the delivery scrum wide could have been better at, at times today and if, if you're going to say you want your number nine to be a penalty box striker the quality of the balls in, into his into his area have to be a bit better at times but I think the, there's certainly a real fluidity about the way that Rangers have played over the last uh, two games and I, I think it's quite exciting to see how that is going to develop. Thank you there's also the issue with the, the fullbacks uh, I'm going completely rogue here uh, off the agenda so I'm sorry you're getting lumped in but it's based on the conversation that we're having at the moment there was also a comment today in the analysis that, you know, Gio looks at the fullbacks more as defenders than people going forward, and, he, and he's looking for the wide men to, to, you know, produce the creativity and the chances for Morelos. So are we also maybe looking at, you know, because under Steven Gerrard, the fullbacks were integral to, 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 to how Rangers played, you know, overlapped all the time. Uh, you could maybe argue that they'd done more in that sense than, than they do defensively. So are we, are we potentially looking at a sort of a sort of shift and remit for, for for the likes of Borna and Tav uh, under deal? Aye, I think I think there has been tentative signs of that. Certainly um but pre match Sky showed a graphic in terms of um the, the, the sort of positions during the game and normally under Gerard obviously both 
the left back and the right back would be really high up the pitch. In the last couple of games, it's been pretty evident that it's been pretty much Tav that's been high up the pitch, where Baris, whereas Barisic has been sitting deeper. That could be because he's maybe been tasked to sort of help Bassey and leave him isolated with him having to play centre half. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but I, I think we're obviously games I've been watching at Ibrox this season. There's there's been a lot of space on the flanks against teams, and we we really haven't made the most of it just because as much as Tav's numbers in terms of assists and, and and goals are still are still pretty good, if not excellent. Um, his his overall game or performances haven't been great and the same can be said at left back I mean Bass has done quite well when he's played but they certainly don't carry the same threat for the full backs for whatever reason so I think it, it, it was always going to be a case we had to try and address that and it and it looks like um, Gio prefers his uh, to, to do that via proper width, via proper wingers I mean Kent can do that there's no, re- no reason why he can't Hadji sort of less convinced because he's he's not exactly quick but at the same time I thought Hadji did quite well in the second half and obviously he created helped create the second goal as well today so um, we've got the players that can do that there's no reason for us to be predictable predictable and play the same formation or the same system all the time so I'm just hoping under Gio we've got various things that we can do whether it's the full backs that are getting pushing higher whether they're having to sit back and we play with actual wingers whether or not we play with a number 10 or two number 10s or I know that annoys Ross, but that that, that type of thing, it, it, there's, there's various options, so there's no reason why we have to limit ourselves to, to one specific system. Uh, Chris, uh, you know, 2 0 cruising, as I said earlier on, looking like we're really going to blow this team out of the water. And then a really, really slight goal, and, and Connor Golson, I don't think, I mean, obviously he's, he's been in the. the, the the headlines most of the week for his comments after the, the Hibs game, which I think were taken slightly out of context, but I, I still think there was a couple of worrying things within what he said uh, about where he is at the moment. Uh, you know, a long ball, and, and this has happened a few times I think this season, just a long ball catching us out, long ball, he misjudges it, and Gregor does well to make the initial save, but you know, Bruce Anderson comes in and knocks it in. And again, I mean, it's, it's happened so often this season, the only difference today was that you know, we didn't go behind. But the, the amount of slack goals, I mean, you consider how tight we were last season, you know, the, the swing is quite worrying and it's just so frustrating because we've done so well to get 2 on up, it looks so strong and, and, and in a position of, right, we're going to go in and finish this game before half-time. And all of a sudden, just because of one slack moment, they are back in the game and, and they get a bit of relief. There's a warning sign for Rangers a couple of minutes before that, just after the second goal. There's a long ball get played up. It was actually a corner that nodded it down, and it barely had a shot for Edgy. That McGregor did quite well to, to save. If you're going to concede against Livingston, that's the type of goal you're going to concede. It's going to come from a direct ball played up the park or come from a set piece. You know exactly how Livingston are going to play. You know what threat they're going to cause. You can't be getting caught out by, by a ball like that. Now, you see it coming. All the way, you have to know where the striker is. And if you're Calvin Bassey, you have to know where Bruce Anderson is as well. I think he maybe have done better to uh, maybe react a bit quicker. A great save from uh, McGregor to, uh, to block the first one, but Forrest should never have been in, in that position to get that, to get that shot away. Really slight from Goldson. And just, as you say, Colin, just a sloppy, silly goal. If a Rangers to lose, cruising in the game at, at that stage, that goal gives Livy a wee bit of hope. 
They've had not been for the World Cup ups, uh, say from McGregor just before the break, making a very different game. And Rangers almost snatching a defeat from the jaws of victory, but it didn't. Thankfully, in the end, it, it didn't cost them. But moments, moments like that are becoming far too regular occurrences for a side that were so so solid defensively last season. Barely gave up chances, never mind gave up goals. And there's almost a sense every day that are in, in games now when teams go forward. They look like scoring, and that, that just didn't happen last season. That's if there's going to be one real marked improvement from the Van Bronckhorst side compared to the Gerard side over the next few weeks, I think it has to come in a defensive sense. And then the, the thing is, like Frankie, we were, we were speaking before we came on air uh, the first time. You know, as, 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 as we've emphasised all the way through the, the pod and the show so far, they were so in control. But then we lose that goal, and then like a couple of minutes later, as, as, as Chris has alluded to there, you know, it takes a really good save for McGregor to, to, to keep it at 2-1. You know, I, I thought Borna was really slack at, at letting the cross come in. A wee bit of mayhem, I think it comes off our field. And I have to say, I think Alan Forrest probably has to... He's got to score there, really, but great save for McGregor. Keeps it at 2-1. But you know, in, in the space of like two or three minutes, he went from cruising and absolutely home, almost home and hosed, to almost being pulled back to level Pegans. And, and the thing is, if, if it went to level Pegans, you, you then don't trust this Rangers team in terms of dealing with the pressure then, you know what I mean? So the, the frustrating thing for me was we were, we were in control so much today, and especially, as you said, in the second half, we managed the game fairly well in the second half. Those two moments, that goal and then the save, could have, could, could have been so costly if, it, if, if things had sort of went the other way. Aye. Um, it, it's, it's really strange because, I mean, even even if you go back to the Hibs game last Sunday, all right, Hibs scored pretty early, but before that, I thought we started the game against Hibs really quite well. We really went at them right from kickoff. But for whatever reason, as soon as Hibs got the corner, and you, you could just kind of see a goal coming. There just seems to be a, a mentality issue this season there that wasn't there last season. Some people suggest it's the crowd's I don't know, is it the expectation that they're unable to, to, to match the, the, the kind of confidence levels we had last season or or the, or be able to, to lead for the front, if you like, and, and, and the expectation of being favourites to, to, to win matches? I, I don't know, but it's, as I said, it's, it's something that, that Gio has to identify. Um, I'm, I'm pretty confident he will. Um, I'm pretty confident that the more games that we win, and we're still winning games, I mean, in the league um, at least, and we're still not losing a huge amount of games, certainly in, at, at league level. Um, that, that confidence will return, and I mean, we've got to. I, I think losing Hollanders a, a big a big issue. Golson, his form has been erratic. I think at best, I don't think as I say, Tavernier's not had a great great, great season. Sorry, um, Barisic hasn't had a good season at all. So right, right across your defence, you're kind of struggling. I mean, even McGregor, I think, last couple of games, obviously, he's had important saves, and I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to see that because, I mean, before the the um, the, the Sparta game in midweek, I, I was kind of expecting or, or, or possibly thinking that, that McLaughlin would come back in because McGregor just seemed to be struggling. He seemed to... He was another player. His body language didn't seem right. It's, it's, it's all... Kind of, kind of puzzling. A some sort of sports psychologist would probably have have a field day looking at Rangers and comparing last season to this season because it is really difficult to explain. And only the players themselves can 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 be honest with themselves and say, well, is it 
we're just not playing well or if it is a mentality issue and it's something that we need to address because today Chris said it I mean we, we, we got away with it to a certain extent today we'll not get away with it on Wednesday because it's another cup final for Hibs on, on Wednesday Easter Road we've got Hearts in a couple of weeks Aberdeen Celtic at the start of January the, the, the big games just keep coming now so uh, we, we need to we need to be able to I mean I was going to say you, you can't play at a high tempo for 90 minutes but you can play at a decent tempo for, for more than 20 minutes in the first half and 20 minutes in the second half. So you, we, 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 we certainly avoid slackness. And, and that, that crept into our play today. I mean, Golson was, was, was guilty of it. Um, Kamara was guilty of it. Morelos was guilty of it. I mean, I, I don't know. Morelos, the day. I mean, I, I come in. When was the last time you seen Morelos sprint? Because it doesn't look like To me, it looks like Kai Run anymore. It's really strange how he's went right off the boil. Um, but I mean, we didn't want to be negative. It was a good win today. I thought I thought the second half we really played quite well. Actually, it was just a, the biggest disappointment was was just wasn't scoring more goals and putting the game to the bed earlier. And I mean, the, the manager identified that in his in his post match co press conference. So um, he's well aware of the problem. So we can only hope that that that's something that improves. Um, uh, the, the longer he the training time he has with him, yes, it, it, it does seem to be something that that Van Bronckhorst has picked up on because, as, as Frankie's alluded to there, he did mention it in his post-match comments. You know, his, his sort of biggest frustration was, I think, I'm, I'm sort of half quoting him here when he said that we, we, we kept Livingston in the game for too long, which I think is a fair assessment. You know, I mean, based on, I mean, even in the second half. Uh, I mean, we controlled the game well, but I thought we created a lot of chances in that second half, you know, and and, and it took, you know, the Sakala goal towards the end to, to make the game safe. So it does feel like it's slight tweaks here. We need to we need to smarten up defensively, you know, and, and, and stop conceding. But we need to be more ruthless as well. We need to start putting teams to bed because when you do that, <clears throat> you know, then you can start giving some of your fringe players more minutes. You know, if, if you're three, four man up with half an hour to go, you can you can rest key players. You can get other boys on and get minutes in the legs, and it just feels like we're not able to do that at the moment because we're not being ruthless. Sir. Do you have a slight concern about that potentially catching up with Rangers towards the end of the season? They have had to put quite a lot in to get the position where we are at, at the minute, just by having to come come from behind. And even if a if it's not a physical exertion, there's a mentality. Issue as well, always having to come from behind. It, it will take a wee bit more out of you than going out, blowing teams away, winning three 0 and be able to take your foot off the off the gas. And I just hope that doesn't, when it comes to in March, April time, I hope that doesn't come back to uh, to Boss Rangers. Today, I thought Livingston had a sniff, not because of anything overly impressive that, that they, they did in the game. Livingston had a sniff going into the last twenty minutes because Rangers didn't kill them off. And how many times have we seen that over the last over the last couple of seasons? If you don't kill teams off, they can come back and bite you. These things can come back to haunt you. Thankfully today it didn't, and I don't think MD would argue every Rangers winning the game three one. That was a I think a fairly fair reflection of the of the game. Uh, if that third goal comes after fifty five minutes, after an hour, it's a far easier second half for Rangers. There's no need for that for that third goal to come as late as it did, uh, as welcome as it was. It should have come far, far earlier for Rangers. Yeah, Frankie, I mean, I think that's a good point that Chris makes there. You know, the amount of times we've been, I mean, even in the few occasions that we haven't went behind, you know, I'm thinking of Dundee, for example, up at Dens Park, 
in the last 10, 15 minutes, you're sweating. You know what I mean? You're, you're grinding out a win and you're hanging on. There's a couple of nervy moments. And that probably does take a, a bit out of players, you know, especially mentally. You know, it becomes mentally draining, mentally tiring. And by the end of the season, if, if we don't start getting a couple of routine wins under our belt and, you know, and allowing ourselves uh, to make some changes and mix the bodies up a wee bit, it could become an issue towards the end of the season. Hi. Uh, I mean... I mentioned the previous management earlier, and you'll remember the, the game in the end of October against St Mirren um, at, at Paisley, when obviously we were 1-0 down quite early doors to a great strike, and then we scored two goals before half-time and went in front, and, and we were playing quite well. You could see the sort of change in, in confidence of the players, and we went out in the second half, and the sort of first 15-20 minutes of the second half, we, we did quite well, and we just couldn't score and get a, a third goal and to, to put the game to bed, and it was a bit strange. I remember Gerard made a couple of subs and then talked about it after the game. Said that it was obvious we weren't going to score any more goals, so he just wanted to 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 shut the door at the back. And I, I found that quite revealing. It seemed to me just a, a lack of confidence and a lack of belief. So I, I don't know if that's if it's maybe been coming for him at that point, and it's went down onto the players, and the players are kind of feeling that that pressure as well, and and, and it so it becomes an automatic thing. Oh, we've no scored here. We've no made it. We've no killed the game off. Let's get a bit deeper. Let's take it a bit easier, and um, let's take our, our foot off the gas, gas in attacking sense, and 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 have more cover at the back, and and it sort of becomes a self fulfilling prophecy at that point, you know, and and you've got to be. I mean, it's never a case of just we're Rangers and, and it's teams like St Mirren and it's teams like Livingston who are well below us and their budget's a fraction of ours but there has to be that bit more belief that, that we're better I mean we won, that, we won the league at a canton last season we were fantastic and you're never going to match that the, the, the stats for last year the, the amount of goals that are scored the, the shutouts um, just the, the general man in our play it was never going to be exactly the same and obviously Celtic um, they're offering more of a challenge this year, or it seems they are to a certain extent, and that the same can be said. Hibs are doing, it, sorry, Hearts are doing it. Hibs were doing it. So, is it just the players saying, or asking questions of themselves and just lacking that 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 belief? I, I don't know at this stage, but it's it's something that I th- I'm hoping that the, the new manager will, will will see and he'll address, and and it may be a, a bit more. Belief in the likes of him and Roy Mackay and, and Dave Voss when he he gets involved with the team in training this week that that there's that that that, that change in mentality and and, and is, is something that that doesn't cause us problems later in the season like like you mentioned. That's uh, the, the the third goal that coming it came from from one of uh, Gio's subs and introduced Nathan Patterson who seems to seems like he's going to get game time and that sort of. Right hand side on the in the, in the middle of the park. Uh, Sakala came on uh, for Ryan Ken and, and Sakala. I don't I don't know how you feel about him, but in the early part of the season, I really I, I feared we had signed a bit of a don't want to say dud, but he certainly had a headless chicken element to him. You know what I mean? And and it was difficult to see, you know, where he was going to go. I I, I really did fear that we'd, we'd sign someone that wasn't going to fit in, and I actually looked at who we. You know, we'd, we'd let uh, Cedric Eaton go, and I was kind of thinking, well, I'm not convinced that this guy's a step up. He might actually be a step down. But recently, you know, you would have to say, certainly since he's hat trick at, at uh, Park, he got a hat trick for Zambia as well. 
he's looked a more confident player. He looks you're starting to see now what he can actually offer the team. And, and I mean the goal today, don't get me wrong, bit of dodgy goalkeeping there, but I mean a great leap and a great header. And he'd had a he'd had a chance just two or three minutes before that. He was really unlucky. A really good block stopped from getting the goal. So it, it really does feel like he's he's starting to find his feet at Rangers and I am starting to think we'll get a lot of goals out. Yeah, those those first few weeks or the first couple of months of the season, I didn't think he looked like he offered any real goal threat. He looked like the type of guy, he's clearly got a bit of pace, he's very direct, clearly bundles of energy and enthusiasm and all, all that side of it was great. I thought early on, it didn't really seem like the type of guy that's going to get you 20 goals a season. He didn't really take up great positions. He just didn't really have that knack of if the ball's in the box, he's going to put it in the back of the net. That game at Fur Park might end up being the one that just kickstarts his his career. Um, I thought he played well when he came on. What's a great to get his goal. Uh, that that aerial ability is not something we've seen a lot of so far. If he can add that to his game, okay, or, or if he can bring that to the if he can bring that to the team, it does offer Rangers something that would be a bit different. Um, certainly compared to some of the other uh, forward options. So I think that he's he's still. Even though Morelos hasn't been in, in the best of form, he's, I think he's still behind Alfredo in the, in the pecking order. If you're going to pick a team to go and play Easter Road on Wednesday night, he'd probably still play Alfredo through the middle. But I think Sakala is now showing that he's not quite at that level yet, but he could potentially get to that level fairly uh, fairly soon. And, and those initial fears that you had, I had, and I'm sure many of us had, I think every, every time he steps on the park, and certainly every goal scores, he is allaying those fears and, and we are seeing what the management saw in him last summer that there is there is something there. There's something that can be worked on, there is potential there that can be that can be got out of him. Such a positive character as well. Eh? He, he just wanted me to do well. I mean every every time you see him, he's he's, he's got a smile as wide as a glide on his face. I think that, that goes a long way to getting the fans on his side now that yeah. he's a type of he looks a type of player now fans obviously don't know him i've no idea what he's like in the dressing room but when you see him on the bar you can imagine what he's like in the dressing room you can imagine what he's like in training you can imagine him being a good a good influence around about the around about the squad and um, i know stephen gerrard mentioned that a couple of weeks ago about settling into not just a new club but settling into a new country a new city just keep taking that that transition time to really find his feet and I think we're now really seeing the benefit of that. It was probably unfair of us all to expect this guy who's far travelled and got a bit of experience of moving around. Probably unfair to expect him to come into Scotland to catch a huge club like Rangers with expectations of being a Rangers striker, hit the ground running and score a couple of goals in his first couple of games. Now he has had that settling in period. So I think we are starting to see why it's not to see why he's here, it's starting to see what he can actually bring to the side. Frankie, the, <clears throat> in terms of Van Bronx, as I said, his first domestic game, <clears throat> excuse me, frog in my throat here. Second game, two, two, two games, two wins, definitely a lot of positives there, and, 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 I, and I think we could all agree that there's a, a definite upturn in, in how the, the squad is looking and how the team are performing and stuff like that. But definitely things things that could be tweaked and, and improved upon. But what's your sort of early impressions of Van Bronx, Kirsten? And, what are the main issues you think he needs to address going forward? Um, I think it's it's very early days, and I think we're not being fair if if uh, if we're trying to find issues um, under his his management for already. But I mean, 
there's existing underlying problems that we've discussed already, whether it's mentality, loss of form, confidence, um, commitment. Um, obviously, there's a lot of fans unhappy with the comments of Goldson last week, understandably so. Um, I think there probably should be a bit of context applied to that. Um, but nevertheless, there's definitely issues for, 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 for Gio to address, and, and I'm kind of hoping that he'll do that. I mean, he's an ex-Rangers player. He was a player that I really liked um, when he was when he was at Rangers. I liked I followed his career actually because he was he was such a good player at Rangers and I liked the way he adapted through his career. So he's nobody's fool. Um, he's maybe fairly quiet and fairly unassuming. Um, I, I, I've I've obviously I've not I wasn't at the game on on um, on Thursday unfortunately and um, or or the day. So I've I've not seen what he's like at the at the edge of the park and sort of dug out or technical area or whatever you want to call it nowadays so I don't know how animated he'll be probably not too much I would think, I think that'll probably come down to, to Roy Mackay or possibly uh, Dave Voss um, but I think what you all see is somebody that knows the game so ta tactically we should be well set up and 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 I kind of hope that his, his confidence and, and his, his own playing, playing talent and, and record will or rub off on on the players in that sense. So, um, I think already we've seen we tweaks either there. It did say that he would do that, and I and I think that that's good because I mean I mean, not so much Gerard, but but Michael Beale got a lot of credit for for his work whilst at Rangers the last few years. So, already when we're seeing different kinds of 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 systems being deployed it's 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 pretty good and pretty encouraging. I mean, obviously under Gerard we've kind of struggled. For the most part, um, away at Livingston. I mean, I, I don't think we've lost many games. I, I can't remember if it, the, the one 0 game, um, when we got beat a few years ago. I can't remember if that was Gerard or no. But um, today was 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 a good improvement. Um, the win over Sparta was a good improvement. A game we towards the end of the game, I kind of think we maybe maybe went into our shell a wee bit. Uh, to be fair. Sparta uh, play play a bit better towards the last sort of ten fifteen minutes. So there's there's lots of good things and lots of things to be encouraged about. But it's it's still very early, and it's this is why I think so many fans were were frustrated with with Gerard leaving just now. I mean the guy is entitled to go whenever he wants, but as we go into December, where it's always a busy schedule, eight games, we had a semi final, we had the sort of six pointer against Sparta, if you like. Last week, the, the timing was always going to be very hard for any new manager to come in and, and really hit the ground running, and and it's the the, the pressure's on. You well know, Rangers, you can't afford to 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 lose games or draw get draw games even. So it's it's difficult to 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 um to go into such a, a run of games and expect to win every single one. But he's got off to a good start, 2-2, two two, isn't he bad? We now move on to, to Hibs and, and hopefully we can get another 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 good result, maintain this four-point lead at the top of the table and keep applying a bit of pressure to Celtic. Chris, in terms of, like, from a, a, a sort of journalist uh, perspective, what sort of differences are you finding with Gio compared to, to Stephen Gerrard? I think he speaks well. Uh, he, he handles himself. He's got that, that presence that you expect from a Rangers manager. He's not as not as open as as, as Stephen Gerrard was. He doesn't speak in the same one at, at the same length. But two, Gerrard had a way of putting like, headline grabbing words into 
into sentences or into into powers of quotes that just like jumped out, I think, from Broncos a wee bit more reserved. Um, I don't know whether that's a a tactic or if that's just if that's just him. Um, but I think I think he has he has spoken well so far. Um, I was at Ibrox last week for his he's unreal and I thought he handled it he handled it well. Um, clearly he's, he's come in, he knows he knows the club, he knows the score, he knows the city, he knows exactly what's expected of him. So all of the the circus, if you like, all, all the outside bits away from the training ground, they're not going to put him off his stride. He knows exactly what he's he's walked into, into. He knows he's at a big club, fully aware of what the challenge is. So I think the, the biggest thing for a Rangers manager, and I've seen it with guys before Steven Gerrard, you have to get Rangers, you have to understand what the fans want, what the club's all about, what Scottish football is all about, what the media is all about. And he clearly clearly gets that. And so I think he's, he's been a bit more reserved and I think over the course of the season he will be a bit more reserved he's not going to be as outspoken in front of a better word than Stephen Gerrard but I, I think he has handled the first the first week well um, and the most important thing is is getting results on the park Steve, you the new Chris and I'll, and I'll, I'll also pose this to Frankie in terms of his backroom staff obviously he's, he's announced he's a he's assistant manager Roy McKay's in there and is there any concerns that there's no sort of local knowledge because I do remember before when all the rumours after Gerard left you know you heard all the rumours about who was coming in you know you, you heard names like sort of Neil McCann and all that kind of stuff and uh, Kevin Thompson I mean I think Kevin Thompson caused a bit of stir on Twitter by posting a photo which I'm not quite sure what that was about but you know there, there was a suggestion that there was going to be some local knowledge in there any concerns that that's not the case? For me, no. I, I wrote a piece in the paper on Monday last week about it and I, I don't see it that being that big an issue. I know before when Pedro was there, they obviously had Jonathan Hansen come in to give him that in Glasgow Rangers knowledge. I think for Pedro, it was important because he was an outsider. He, he didn't know, knew of the club, knew of Scottish football, had no real idea what he was walking into. And I think he needed that, that bit of a helping hand. I don't think... Geo does, as I just said, he knows he knows Rangers, he knows that the game has obviously moved on here since he's he's playing days, but he knows the expectations. You'll understand you are going to get games like today where it's a bit blood and thunder and a bit of blood and snotters, and you can't play the expansive football that he wants to play. He'll understand Rangers and the media and the fans and all, all that type of thing. So I don't think it's as, as big a requirement for Geo as it was for Pedro. And it's I think it's more important for him to have staff that he trusts and that complement his skill set. I think that was one of the, the things that Stephen Gerrard got right. He, he got guys in that could fill in his, his knowledge gaps. So Gary Mack gave him a bit of Scottish football knowledge. Michael Beale and Tom Culture did things on the training ground that he couldn't do. Jordan Milksom did work that he couldn't do. And I think as long as Gio builds a team that fits in to his strengths and his weaknesses, that's the most in. I think that's the most important aspect of it. Whether they've been at the club or they know Scottish football, if he has the Scottish football knowledge, that's almost a box tick. And you then rely on Mackay and Boss and the rest of the guys to then add into his to his skill set. What about you, Frankie? Any concerns that there's no sort of streetwise coaches that that, that, that know the, the landscape and the, the team at the moment? No, no. I, I, I kind of echo what, what Chris is saying there. Um, Geo was, was at Rangers long enough to understand what 
the club is all about, what the expectations of the fans are like, the pressure um, is 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 always huge. I just mentioned five minutes ago that we have to, you can't afford to lose games at Rangers. You can't afford to to draw games at Rangers. So you'll be well aware of it. I mean, it's inter- interesting that David McCallum has been on the bench the last couple of games anyway, and there's other guys through the club that that that'll be able to to uh, to speak with with Gio if, if necessary, if he thinks I, I need a bit of a, a hand when it comes to. Um, Analyzing uh, the next the next match or or what we could expect at, at maybe at a stadium that that Gio never played it himself. So um, no, I I didn't have a, a a big problem with that. I mean, guys like McCann and Thompson, I think I think they're always pretty popular when they're on the TV. Um, but I think there's a big difference between analyzing games on the TV or on a podcast like this than than actually being capable of, of, of having the respect and the. The way we're all to to um to to run a dressing room um or to to coach guys on a day to day basis, um who, for they've all got their own sort of egos and and, and things like that to manage. So, I'm I'm quite happy with it with the management team he's put together. I mean I don't know a huge amount about Dave Voss. Um, obviously he comes highly rated. He's he's had a good ten years at Ajax. He's worked with a lot of younger players there. Um, he's got. A, a good background and a good pedigree, and it seems like quite a an exciting appointment. Um, Roy McKay's got had a fantastic playing career, played at the very highest levels in various various leagues and in, in Europe. So, I, I, I'm I'm pretty happy with the team he's put together. Could you have had a Scottish guy in there? Possibly. Okay, it might 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 have not been the worst idea in the world, but neither neither is it something that I'm I'm overly worried about, to be honest. That's the coolest name I've ever heard. Dave Voss, huh? it's just it's just mm. a mental name. <laughs> uh, right, guys, on on to on to you know games coming up, and it seems to be the case every year that December is an absolute killer of a month. We always seem, uh, you know, we're always at either Pataudry or Easter Road or Tynecastle, or you know, or all three. You know, it, it just seems to be that's the case, and I'm sure it's it revolves around TV schedules and all that kind of thing. It's, it's you know we're into the Christmas period. And it's, it's it's the same this year, you know. I was I was looking at the run of fixtures that are coming up, and they, they seem really important. It starts on Wednesday, really tricky uh, trip to Easter Road, and you would have to say, Chris, definitely need to improve on the performance against Hibs from last Sunday. I mean, they 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 are not a side in good form at the moment. You know, after that game against us last week, they, they go to Dingwall and get beat. They were fairly lucky to get a result at St Johnson yesterday. I think if St Johnson won down in ten men, they could have been looking at another defeat. But rest assured, they'll, they'll bark for it on Wednesday, and, and they'll, they'll give us a game. It's the type of game if you want to be champions rather than challengers, you have to go and pick up three points. It was something the Rangers did very well last season. Uh, I know Gerard mentioned the uh, game through Eastern Road. My loss scored mentioned that as one of the key games over the whole over the whole season because it, it told them quite a lot about where, where the squad was. It showed their mentality and, and their mettle and uh, just that ability to, to go away from home to get a big result against one of your, your rivals, if you like, one of the better teams in the in the league. I think Van Broncos will be looking for a similar thing on, on Wednesday night. Now, if you if you can go to Easter Road, a place that people maybe think, well, now Rangers may drop a couple of points there. If you can go and win, turn in a far better performance, obviously, than the Hamden game. It can be a real statement of intent when that then falls on to ten cast in a couple of weeks. Do it again. Go to Petaudry, do it again. If you do it, if you then go and do it at Parkhead. You leave Parkhead going into the winter break in a really strong position in the in the league. I think if, if Rangers were to leave 
Parkhead, four points clear, still at the top of the league. They'd be fairly pleased with that. If they can somehow put together a run that allows them to extend that, uh, it's been a really successful start to uh, Gio's Rangers career. Uh, sticking on Easter Road, Frankie, I, I mean, that's one thing you'd have to say about Stephen Gerrard. He had a, a really good record there. You know, a really good record against Hibs overall, and you would hope that, that, that Van Bronckhurst will continue that. You know, it, it can be a tricky ground to go to, but I always feel that if you go there with the right mentality and and in the right frame of mind, we get a result there more often than not. And given where we are, you know, and given how important this month is, it's, it's vital we get some sort of result. Aye, we, we need to we need to keep the momentum going. I mean, we've already talked about the manager and, and the pressure on him to, to hit the ground running. So we've done that. That's two games won. So the, the players should take a, a good bit of confidence for that. Um, hopefully, I, I don't know, maybe Balogun and Roof might be back available again for, for Wednesday as well. And I think uh, Hibs are missing at least one, possibly two players for, to suspension. I know Kristen uh, Deutsch has his appeal failed for uh, the red card the other day there so he, he'll definitely be missing but I mean Hibs will still pose us problems they, they'll, I, I can only imagine they'll play exactly how they did at Hamden I think they'll play two up effectively two up top with, with Nisbet looking to to, uh, to to work again with, with Boyle and I mean the, the problems they caused us certainly in the first half are are still giving me nightmares to be honest so as long as we, we but I mean Gio was at the game, he's seen what happened, it's up to him to, to come up with a plan to, to cope with that and that might well be why we've seen Kamara play that wee bit deeper today at times and sort of drop in to, to make that three whenever we lost the, the, the possession further up the park and I mean because that's what Hibs did, they went direct, they went quickly to, to Nisbet who, 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 who quite unusually was beating Balogun for fun in the air um, I would say that's one thing that Bass is no fantastic. He's no fantastic in the air, so I, I can only imagine that Hibs will look to exploit that. But as as you've mentioned, as far as I'm concerned, as long as we play well, then we we should have too much for Hibs. We we, we need to get them start like we did today, um, and against Sparta. To be honest, we started that game fairly well as well. Try and get the early goal, with or certainly go ahead in the game and then that'll make a big difference for us because it's, you, you can see this this team, as soon as we score goals and go ahead in games, the, the, the tempo just rises and the confidence goes up and the morale goes up. So the more we can do that, the better. And, and uh, there's no reason why we can't do it at Easter Road. I, I remember a, a couple of years ago, um, the, the game that they played, I think it was the, the 22nd or the 23rd there, and we were 2-0 up after 15 minutes. And then um, I think... The fellow Porteous, who doesn't like a dirty tackle, got set off second half, and 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 Defoe obviously scored a third goal, and, and and we absolutely cruised that game. So a performance like that would be pretty good. Um, we're more than capable of it, and as I keep saying, it's the, the players just need to be made aware of that and have a bit more confidence in themselves, that bit of belief. Look at what they achieved last season, and just get have that 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 pride and that determination to go and do the same again this term, and and, and if we can. We can get a win on on Wednesday. I think that would do do wonders for for that morale. This it's end, you know, December also. I mean, there's there's a couple of home games which I wouldn't want to say a routine, <clears throat> but they're they're not as sort of daunting as you know. We've obviously, went to Tynecastle, Hearts are, are on a great run at the moment. Uh, Aberdeen not on such a great run, but 
you know, they always they always try hard against us and they always uh, up their game. And then after that, you know, I think we're at Pataudry in the 29th of December, <clears throat> then two or three days later we're at Celtic Park. So, you know, really, really big games. As I said, it feels like a real pivotal month and a heavy month, you know, eight games. And I think by the end of those eight games we'll have a real idea as to where we are and, and how strong a position we are in terms of winning this championship. I think so. It's definitely due how you mentioned it on Colin. It almost seems like this festive period is always built up as a okay, defining part of the of the season. And that, that always comes true just because the the number of games, the 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 intensity of, of this run, the intensity of these games, and I think it's even more so this year, just because the way the fixtures have, have turned out the the first tranche of fixtures, Rangers perhaps had it slightly easier, didn't capitalise on that as, as much as they as they could have done and should have done. It's now obviously flipped going through this uh, second uh, patch of the uh, the uh, fixture schedule and they need to show a bit something different. They have to show that they do have that, that mentality. It's basically what it comes down to. You know, all, all the teams they will play over the next three weeks, Rangers are better than on, on the day. Rangers are better teams than all of them. It's how, how much do you want it? How much these players in this squad want to go and replicate last season, how much do they want to have another league title? Um, and if they do, and if they can find that within themselves, they will leave Parkhead at the start of January in a really strong position to go and win 56. If they don't, and those those levels aren't there, and the commitment's not quite there, and the mentality's not quite there, it can quickly turn, because one, one bad result at Eastern Road, I think Castle, can feed into another one at Petroid, they can feed into the fun game, and you're really on the back foot, and Rangers can't afford to find themselves on the on the back foot and playing and playing catch up. So it's a real chance for this squad to go and show what they're made of over the next uh, couple of weeks. Um, and I think we will be able to tell a lot about them uh, over the next five, five six weeks uh, and be able to tell a lot about where this season is, is potentially heading for us. Is, is that essentially what it's about, Frankie? About you know how you view this, about the mentality? You know, if you view it as a, you know, a challenge in a few weeks and and a, a challenge in itself, then you're struggling. If you view it as an opportunity to cement your, you know, your reputation and and, and to stake a real claim and, and winning this title, it's a different thing altogether. Aye, aye, it's 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 something that the players should be relishing. I mean, we've not had a great season, so I mean that's obvious. We've not played well. Well, certainly, I think we've done okay in patches. Some games we've done okay. Some games we've done poorly. Um, we've let ourselves down defensively. We've not scored enough goals, and we've just had. There's just been too many key players off form. Okay, but we're still four points clear. We're still qualified for Europa League group stage, and we're still doing this despite losing our manager less than halfway through the season. So, that that that's a positive. That's good news that we're still in this position. So now you just need to build on that and say like, we can only get better, or we should only be getting better. So December's a great opportunity to really stick the afterburners on and try and win every single game. Go 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 in with that attitude. Doesn't matter if you play Aberdeen away or Celtic away, we're capable of beating these teams away from home. We did it last season, we've done it previously, and we'll do it again in the future. So let's do it this month. Let's let's just get in a bit, go and extend their lead at the top of the table and really put the cat amongst the pigeons. It's up to Celtic and it's up to the other teams to to catch us. I mean, we welcome the chase. It's never been more relevant. It still stays that that that's still a, a, a truism. So let's let's prove it. Let's let's take 
take this title defence and run with it and, and December's a great opportunity to, to, to prove that. Guys, looking at the time, I, I think we'll, uh, we'll, we'll call it quits there. So a big, a big thanks to Stuart and to, to Chris Jack for joining me tonight and uh, giving me my thoughts. Great stuff from them, as always. Well, live tonight, guys, but the pod will be available to download and stream uh, from tomorrow on a variety of platforms, including Acast, iTunes, YouTube, Castbox, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, I said we were live tonight. I think we were live about four or five times. Anyway, uh, we'll try and get a we'll try and get a, a preview show out for the Habs game on Tuesday night. Uh, we'll obviously have the show next week as well, next Sunday, uh, looking at the game against Dundee. Uh, in the meantime, get yourself onto the Jersnet website and forums at www.jersnet.co.uk. Until the next time, guys. Bye for now.